Welcome to the Powerful Marketing Tips Podcast, created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build, run, and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. How to become a recognized authority in your field. This is the multi-million dollar question that every business owner would like answers to, am I right? Well, we're about to find out how. Today's guest, Alastair McDermott, helps invisible experts remove their cloak of invisibility and become the recognized authorities in their fields to have more impact and command higher fees. Alastair is an author, consultant, and business coach who hosts the Recognized Authority podcast and the Specialized podcast. If you're looking for actionable tips on how to niche down and position your expert business, then this is definitely the podcast for you. As a business owner, we all wish to get better clients and to, of course, earn higher fees and really become an authority in our industry. And this is why I am very excited about the topic we are going to dive into today, how to increase your impact and work with better clients. I am very honored to welcome you to our podcast, Alistair McDermott. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. But before we get started, please walk us briefly through your journey so our listeners can get to know you better. Okay, sure. So um, what I do now is I help uh, business owners, in in particular, uh, small business owners, independent consultants, uh, experts in their field. I help them to become known as experts. So I help them to build their authority. And I I found this because it was something that was frustrating me myself. Um, Early on in my business, I was doing uh, first off, I, I started off doing search engine optimization and, and I started building websites as well because I've been doing that for a long time. But what I found was that when I tried to build my own authority and become known for something, that I was way too generic. I was way too general with what I was doing. And I was trying to uh, I was trying to create content, blog posts and podcasts, but I didn't have any specific audience in mind. And if you had come to me as a potential client back then, uh, what you would have found was that I, I had a menu of services that was like the menu that you'd find in a restaurant. There was so many different options on there. Um, I could do a- a- everything for everybody. But the problem mm-hmm. is when you, you're doing everything for everybody, you 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 really are nothing for nobody. So mm-hmm. um, what, when I was writing blog posts, I found that they were really bland. And then I started to um, to plan a podcast. And what I found was that I love podcasts, but I found this really difficult to do. I found it really difficult to plan the podcast. And in fact, it took me seven years from originally wanting to start a podcast to actually launching. And that, that's that's how, how hard it was and, and how much difficulty I had. And so I realized eventually that specialization was something that I needed to focus on. I needed to specialize and niche down my business. And when I came to that realization, uh, it took me a while to implement it, and I needed to get some help from a from a business coach. But eventually, I niched down, and everything became so much easier because I, I felt like it kind of unlocks a whole lot of different things. And so that's what took me up to where I am now, where where I'm a I kind of an an advocate of specialization, and uh, I love the the concept and um, of of um, people building their own authority. And becoming known as a recognized authority in their field because I think it's it's such a great way to do marketing. It's such a pleasant way to do marketing. 
because you're not it, it's not hard selling it's um it's just a really nice way to because what you're doing typically is you're teaching and you're uh, helping people mm-hmm. that's very inspiring um, journey i would say because we all know you know from marketing point of view that if you try to reach everybody you end up uh, actually talking to nobody <laughs> Yeah, so, it's very frustrating when when mm-hmm. you're like back then. I, I I had a whole range of different types of clients uh, for my web design business. I had a mining company, and I had a retirement planning company. I had a um, uh, financial manager. I had uh, a ma- magician for children's birthday parties. I had an e-commerce store that sold skin cream. I had an e-commerce store that sold chil- uh, children's and women's clothes. And so when you're trying to write a blog post that gives all of these companies advice about their marketing, uh, that blog, it just becomes so, so bland because you're trying to make it apply to everybody and it just doesn't work. <laughs> well, there were, there were truly many things you, you did. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was just very frustrating because, and, and like, I know what it's, what it's like being, being there. And the, the other thing that was difficult for me at the time was I was actually helping these businesses with their marketing. And for example, for the, um, the clothing companies, I was able to help them do Facebook ads and that was very effective for them. And I was really frustrated. Why can I not do this for myself, but I can do it for my clients. What's, what's going on here? Like what's different. And like that really bothered me that that was very upsetting. And so I kind of got annoyed at myself and I, I started trying to figure it out. And that's when I realized that for this type of business where you have an expert service, that authority marketing is kind of the the, the the version of online marketing for us because it's hard to run Facebook ads and things like that for our type of business and uh, mm-hmm. so that's what led me led me down the road of of helping people to build their authority. Well, I'm glad you figured that out because now we can talk about authority or as I love to think it, about it, the power of influence. So you mm-hmm. mentioned already focus here, you know, niching down. But um, is that the first step or where should we start? Yeah, so I see the journey to authority, like I, I literally picture it as a journey. And mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a winding road that people take. And when we start out, we're typically like, now this is very much uh, focusing on people who are experts and um, kind of experts in their field. It mightn't apply so much to consumer um, to consumer products and things, but maybe there's a there's an aspect that we can talk about later. But for for those expert businesses, uh, typically we're going to start out as a novice and um, it it doesn't reflect on how smart you are. You can be very, very smart, but everybody starts as a novice in their field and uh, you you go and get broad experience and you spend some time learning. You kind of develop your voice and so you, you follow like this winding path at the start, which is getting experience. And at some point you end up as this expert. And typically I see that people right at, at that point, they're generalist experts. So they're really good at a lot of different things. Uh, but at, at that point they're invisible. So most of their business is coming from word of mouth and from referrals and from their network. And mm-hmm. the, the issue is if you're not big into networking or you're not very good at networking, if you're not good at asking for referrals, then that can be very difficult at that point. Um, but you can also be very successful. Now, most people will actually stop there. They'll, they'll continue to work on their network, but they won't take the next step in building their authority, which is actually to niche down. So mm. 
if you think about the recognized authority, the, the phrase the recognized authority in their field, that, that's a really important part. And you actually have to choose a field. You have to niche down if you want it to become an authority. You have to be known for something. And that's the, the difficult part because when you're niching down, you're actually turning away opportunity. Like you were making a conscious decision to turn away some opportunity. Actually, you're making a, a conscious decision to turn away most opportunity in order to say a bigger yes to a small mm -hmm. subset of that. And that's the really hard part because our brain, our, our lizard reptilian brain is screaming at us, danger, danger, don't do this. And it's telling mm -hmm. us not to move forward with specializing. <laughs> and that's the really hard part because you, if like, if you want to build your authority and, and become known as an expert, you, uh, you know, you have to choose something. And so, but if you can pass through that step, then what you can do is you can start to uh, create a body of work. You can start to do things like um, doing research and writing and, uh, you know, you can publish a book, you can start a podcast, you can have all of this because you have that focus and you're able to create this kind of authority body of work, authority content that then helps you to become known, you know, to a wider audience. That's very good. And uh, I'd like to talk about saying no because this is, I think, crucial here. As a small business owner, it is very hard to say no. <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah. because it really feels like you're, I don't know, you're being harmful to your business even. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's, it's one of the most important things that we can learn. Like we should have, it, it should be the case that, particularly when we're working with clients on an engagement. So it's different if we're selling somebody a product and there's no engagement. You know, if you're selling somebody a bar of chocolate or a pair of shoes, it's a transaction and there's no engagement mm -hmm. afterwards. You don't have to continue to work together. But if there is a, a, a thing where you have to work with somebody and so you know you're, you're going to be entering a relationship, then I think you've got to be a bit more picky about who you accept as a client. You should not accept everybody and mm -hmm. you should be saying no. Pe some people are not going to be a, a good fit for you. And so you should have like a clear, you know, a clear understanding of what makes for a good fit client and what makes for a bad fit client. And, and you should like, don't ignore red flags or warnings, you know, and we, we've all done that particularly early on when you, you know, you need revenue, you just need to make sales. Mm -hmm. and so you accept a bad fit client and, you know, two months later, you're regretting it because of how much it's costing you in terms of time and energy. And, you know, you, you don't want to go to work that morning because, you know, you're going to be working and meeting with this client, you know, um, we've all done that. We've all had that experience, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. You know, maybe like you've, you've got to get yourself to the place where you can afford to say no. And, you know, and then you can, you can become more choosy that the, the opportunity cost of saying yes is too much. So you got to say mm -hmm. no so that you keep your free time for when the right fit client comes along and then you mm -hmm. can spend your time looking for those right, right fit clients. Mm -hmm. I agree. That is, uh, that is crucial to, to really focus, but do you have any I don't know, formula or ideas, how to actually understand where to put your focus. Because as, as you just shared with us, there are so many things you were good at. How did you, how did you choose this, this one focus? So there, uh, well, I have, um, actually I have a lot of free resources on this on my website. If you go to my website, the mm -hmm. there's a start here button and there's a, a bunch of free, free resources. You don't need to opt in or anything. It's all there. And mm -hmm. one of those is a, a workbook for specialization. 
And there's a few different exercises that I go through with people. And one of those is, is simply a spreadsheet to audit your existing clients. And so you can put all of your clients into this spreadsheet. And what, what you're looking to do is, is you're listing the value of the client. You're listing the type of project, the sector or industry that they're in, the headcount of the client, um, and then anything else, any other patterns, anything else that, that you can look for to, to turn into a pattern, like maybe the service that you did. And then there's an important uh, column, which is how much fun did you have working with that client? And <laughs> rank as many of your existing clients as you can, you know, maybe go back three, four years if you have that much, uh, that much time in business. And what you're looking for is you're looking for patterns. Which are the clients that I liked working with the most? Which clients appreciated me the most? Which projects were the most interesting? Um, and then, so what you can do is you can say, well, um, you know, I've noticed that it's usually the larger companies I like working with, or it's usually the family owned businesses that I like working with, or it's usually um, people who have some rela relation to the dental sector because my dad was a dentist and I have a lot of connections in there. You know, there's loads of different patterns and everybody's circumstances are going to be different. But what, what you're doing is you're auditing all of your past clients to try and figure out. So that's one exercise that I use. There's a couple more. I can talk about those if you want to, or if you want to talk that, about that a bit more, that's okay. It sounds like a great tool already to me. Yeah. <laughs> and also I, a fun I, tool to Yeah, to it is. With. And I think it's important as well to, you know, <laughs> I think personally for me, fun in business is really important. I'm mm -hmm. not all business all the time. And, and I don't think anybody is really, you know. Um, so for me, enjoying working with people is important. And so that's, that's something like I rate that as a, I, I'd rather earn less money and work with people that I really like. And that's kind of, you know, <laughs> because then it's, then it's work is easier, you know? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so I think that it's really important to, to, to rate that factor in there. Uh, another thing that you can do is skills, interests, and opportunities, which is a Venn diagram, three circles. And, uh, there's a, there's a Japanese version that has a fourth circle, which is what, what does the world need? And so what mm -hmm. you can do is you can list all of your skills, uh, all of the things that you're interested in or you like doing, and all of the opportunities or what pays well that you could do. And look for, for where those intersect. Uh, another way of thinking about this is, is good love pays world. So what are you good at doing? What do you love doing? What pays really well? And what does the world need? And I like that version, good love pays world. And basically what you do is you can... Actually, you can even map your clients onto this as well. You know, um, was it a high paying client that you didn't like working with? You know, was it a high paying <laughs> client that you loved working with? Is it something mm -hmm. that you're really good at? And so you can, you can kind of analyze yourself and you can analyze your clients as well. And so, and that's just, it's like, that's just three or four circles, um, Venn diagrams overlapping. So, um, that's another tool that's really good. That's a great tool. I, I have used Ikigai, you know, for yeah. personal, but I've never thought about, uh, you know, working with that in terms of uh, my clients, you know, who oh, yeah. my clients. And, that, and I can't pronounce the, the Japanese word Ikigai, is that how you say it? Yeah, Ikigai. <laughs> ikigai. I believe yeah. it is Ikigai, I'm not yeah. sure. So, so I, I always remember that as good love pays world, just because yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's like a, a dynamic, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, the, so the other the other tool that, that I use sometimes with people Mm -hmm. is um, it's a, a blank book. And so the question for, for them is, let's imagine that in three years time, you've written a best-selling book uh, around your area of expertise. So mm -hmm. what would the title and subtitle of that book be? What would you like that to be? And it's just a kind of like a thought experiment, you know, and 
you know, if you're not into writing books, imagine it's a podcast or imagine that it's the signature speech that you're giving as a keynote at, at a conference. So, and, and just try and figure out, you know, what, what would, would that be if I was really into writing about something and wanted to do that? And so that's just another kind of hypothetical experiment. And, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to find patterns. We're trying to figure out where is there a, a market that I would enjoy working with where somebody has a painful, expensive problem that I can help to solve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So do you have any stories to share with us? I mean, you, you work closely with those, you know, business owners out there who mm -hmm. want to become an authority and, and if they go through those spreadsheets or, or tools with you, how, how do you see, you know, if, if they're going on the right direction or how do you, when, when do you know if, this direction for them is, is right or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, so for, first thing I'll say about this is, um, when you make a specialization decision, mm -hmm. the instant feeling that you're going to have is that it's the wrong decision that that is Why? guaranteed because <laughs> your, your brain, our, our brains just do this to us. It's, it's cruel what, what they do. Uh, they, they immediately tell us, no, this, this is wrong. So you, you've got mm -hmm. to uh, like, I like to approach it like it's a test campaign. Um, Jonathan Starr calls it a campaign. Uh, Philip Morgan uh, says, "Look, imagine this is like a beachhead." Uh, this guy called Chris Doe I interviewed on the uh, on my podcast recently, and uh, he, he said, "What do we lead with?" Uh, and and so so approaching this as you know, this is a test. We're, we're just testing this concept, and we're going to see. And if it doesn't work, we can change. And I, I know two people, um, both women, who have picked the wrong specialization and have turned back and done U-turns and gone and picked something else and gone mm. on to be very successful. Um, both of those have been on my podcast, actually. Uh, one of those uh, is Sarah Dunn. And she initially, she was a web designer doing everything and uh, a bit like I was. And one day she went for a, um, she went for a sales meeting. She had a great meeting and she gave the proposal to the client. And then the client came back to her uh, a week later and said, look, we're going to go with my niece who's, who's just graduated from a, a night course in, uh, in web design. And so Sarah was like, how, how could I, how could I be in this situation where, um, I have six or seven years of experience in my field. I'm an expert and I'm losing a project to somebody who's done 20 hours of, you know, of training in this. <laughs> and, and like, how could I not have differentiated myself enough? Like that's the mm -hmm. frustrating thing as a generalist. And so she lost that, that particular project, but that was probably a good thing because it, it gave her a kick to move and start <laughs> to specialize. And, um, but she, she told me that she picked initially, she, she started working with chiropractors and she started working on Facebook ads for chiropractors as a, as a specialization. And she found that she didn't like the work. She didn't like, she didn't like chiropractors and she didn't like Facebook ads. And so <laughs> she changed what she was doing and she started doing search engine optimization for wedding planners. And mm. so, and again, it's like this, this quite specific thing, but now Sarah is number one in the world for SEO for the wedding industry you know, because mm -hmm. she, because there was nobody else just focusing on that one industry for that one thing. So, That's a great um, story. you know, you, you can, you can mm -hmm. pick the wrong thing and, and turn back. There's no, and you just need to figure it out. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it is a test, it's a test campaign and, uh, you mm -hmm. know, you, you, you experiment, 
that, and that's what we do in businesses is we we run small tests all the time and it's not really failing it's just learning that something doesn't work and try something else of course i just wanted to say that it's totally okay to do mistakes this is uh, this is where we learn the best <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> okay, and, and so... i actually ask uh, i ask every um podcast guests that i have on my podcast i, I mm -hmm. ask them uh, if there's a business mistake that they can tell us about or a business failure and mm -hmm. every one of them has many and in fact the most successful people have the most failures and mistakes in their past so of course. You know, it's normal <laughs> of course <laughs> it is very normal so what are other like let's say stages or or steps you know on this journey yeah so of, so the <laughs> the main the main steps for me are everybody starts out as a novice Mm -hmm. You go on to become this invisible expert and then the path ahead of you goes through a mountain range and that mountain range is specialization. And a mm -hmm. lot of people don't want to do that because it's a perilous, dangerous path or so it looks. And also the other thing about that is you need a guide, somebody to help you. And that guide could be a business coach. It could be a mastermind group. It could be a friend. You know, it, it doesn't really matter, but you, you do need to get some external perspective on this because particularly because our our reptilian brain, our crocodile that's sitting at the back of our head says, hey, this, you know, don't do this. Um, mm -hmm. But if you can get through that mountain range of, of and, and make a specialization decision, the next stage is where you're this specialist. Now, at that point, you don't you haven't built up a big audience. You're not known as an, an authority, but you will all automatically start to find that things get better in your business. Usually because you're focusing on one problem, it, it allows you to uh, to create these economies and efficiencies in your business. And it makes working with clients much easier because usually you're working on uh, the same type of problem with the same type of client. Uh, you, if you work with subcontractors, you're probably working with less subcontractors because you don't need as many because you're not doing as many different things. And what you'll find is that you start to get this deep insight and this deep level of knowledge, this deep expertise that you wouldn't have had if you didn't focus, if you didn't niche down, if you didn't specialize. And so, and, and that, that part is, is really valuable. And yeah, and, and usually you start to get some of your time back because you just get faster and faster at doing the thing that you're doing now because you're, you're doing it more often. So that's the next stage is, is this specialist. Mm -hmm. And then the next stage after that is when you start to uh, learn you from your specialization, you start to write about it or you start to publish and you, maybe you do some research as well and you start to actually write about your specialization. You start to build an audience and you start to build your authority and start to become known as, as an authority in your field. So that's kind of the, the, the step. So you go novice to invisible expert generalist and then to specialist and then to recognize authority. It's, it sounds only natural, you know, this growth really. But yeah, what, what's interesting for me is that a lot of people don't want to take those last two steps. And mm -hmm. a lot of people, well, a lot of people want to get to the last step without taking the third step, the specialization part. But it's really difficult, if not just plain impossible, to become an authority in everything, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, um, or at mm -hmm. least in a broad field. So you do need to have some level of specialization or niching down or, or choosing your field, you know. But uh, why do you think they don't want to take this uh, last step? Uh, well, because of that, the, the fear, there's, there's just huge fear involved mm -hmm, in the specialization mm -hmm. step. And um, a lot of people think they're going to be bored 
a lot of people think that they're going to pick the wrong thing. A lot mm -hmm, of people think mm -hmm. the market is just too small in that niche, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and usually all of those things are, are not, not true. Like what you find is that once you start to dig into a topic, um, even if it's a, a niche topic, there's usually a lot of really interesting stuff that other people don't know about that mm -hmm, once you start mm -hmm. to dig into it. And so you're not going, you're probably not going to get bored, almost certainly not going to get bored. Um, yeah, you could pick the wrong thing. And that's unfortunate. You, you will have to turn back and start again and try and pick something else. But maybe you won't. Maybe you'll just get the right thing the first time. So, you know, but you won't know until you try it. Mm -hmm. I love how you emphasize the power of community or those mastermind groups or the help of the coach or, or having a mentor, because I think that's that's very important because oftentimes we just need this perspective. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, D David C. Baker wrote the business of expertise and he, he has a quote in there. And I don't know if, if he's the originator of the quote, but he says it's hard to read or it's impossible to read the label from inside the jar. And that's that's the thing. We, <laughs> that's like, we need good. that external perspective. You know, we, we need to have somebody pointing out to us. And, and like for me, for a long time, that was my, my former business partner who I'm really good friends with. And we, we had a, have a call every two weeks where we talk business. And so we, we have like, we both have this peer support and also I'm a member of some masterminds and now actually I'm running a group program. So, so, um, so you yeah, so it's, you know, you, you, you just have to find like the, the only place I would say don't get support from is from your family because your family will either be way too supportive or way too negative. And that depends on your family <laughs> and everybody, everybody will know which of those their own family is, but, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, you know, it, you, you need somebody who's willing to t tell it, tell it to you straight, you know? I know. And, and that's so true. You know, people, we, we love the most and uh, we cannot actually take advice from them because sometimes they are also too afraid, you know? Yeah. Or, of, or they're too close and, and uh, they're mm -hmm. like, part of this is educated risk-taking. Like that, that, that's mm -hmm. part of what we're doing here. And so you want to take a, you want to make, uh, make it a, a, an educated risk, but if you don't take any risk, that's, that's worse than taking no risks because you, the mm -hmm. only thing that will guarantee failure is to take no risks. <laughs> yeah. Just stay home. That's it. <laughs> so if you were to now wrap it up here to our listeners today, you know, the four steps, it sounds very easy when you talk about that, but in real life, it really takes some time. So would, should we start from the, from the tool you mentioned earlier, right? Yeah. So, um, if, if, okay. So I, I have an assessment on my website, which will tell people which stage they're at. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so you can go to the recognizeauthority.com and you'll find it on there. There's a, there's a button that just says start here. And if you go there, there's, there's a load of free resources. And so one, one thing, you know, you may know which, which of those stages you're at. But mm -hmm. to get to each stage, there's a clear progression. So if we want, if like, if we're at the novice stage, then to go to the next stage, all we need to do is get experience. And so mm -hmm. we just need to go and get that broad experience. If we're at the generalist stage and we want to go to specialist, then we need to niche down. We need to specialize. So that's the action that you need to take. And if you're a specialist, you've already gone through that stage and you want to get to the top, which is the recognized authority stage, then what you need to do is publish and publishing and speaking and research kind of all goes together there. Now mm -hmm. you can also publish, there's nothing to say you can't publish at, at those earlier stages as well. And so like usually people, you have to have something to say, like one thing that you can do if you're at the novice stage 
is you can journal about what you're doing. You can just talk about what you're experiencing, experiencing right now and what you're thinking. And even at the general stage, you, you can kind of start to get better and better at publishing and writing and making videos or whatever uh, means you, you do. But um, the, the publishing really comes into its own when you get to the specialized stage because you have mm -hmm. this focus for your content. And that's when it starts to get really um, interesting for an audience because you're writing about the, a topic that they care about and you're writing about it from this position of expertise and it, it, mm -hmm. it's much more interesting for people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree with you. It's We also have our own mastermind for small business owners uh, internationally and I really see that it, it helps a lot. So again, Thank you for emphasizing, you know, a community and uh, people around us, because I think that's, uh, that's crucial. And of course, this confidence also comes with the time and with the practice, right? To, to, to grow and to, to become an authority in your industry. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I, I kind of, I, I think that the publishing part, it's a bit like swimming. We, we can read as much as we want about swimming. But until you get in the water, you won't actually learn how to swim. <laughs> and, and so you can read 40 books on, on learning how to swim. Mm -hmm. But unless you get in the water, nothing's going to yep. happen. And I yep. think that's the same thing with the publishing part. You've got to kind of develop that voice. You've got to find your voice. Figure out, you know, like I like podcasting. And mm -hmm. uh, I was talking to one of my clients last night and she doesn't like podcasting at all. She doesn't listen to podcasts. But she's really comfortable making videos and be getting on video. But, but for her podcasts no interest at all. And some mm -hmm. people are different, you know, some people really mm -hmm. love writing long form blog posts. Uh, one of my guests in the podcast, Tom Critchlow, he, he uh, developed his business and was very successful because he was blogging. And so for everybody, it's different, but just figure out what's the, what's the, the, um, the channel or the medium that you like to use, and then just start publishing and start uh, talking about your area of expertise. And you will learn as you go as well. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Please tell us where should people, where can they connect with you? You know, if, if they want to do that, of course, we will put all the links next to this episode here. Yeah. So, I mean, you can find everything that we mentioned that we talked about. Mm -hmm. If you go to the recognized authority.com and it doesn't matter mm -hmm. how you spell the, uh, recognized the American way or the, the UK way. Um, <laughs> but the recognized authority.com and click on start here, you'll, you'll get a whole bunch of free stuff. And you can sign up for the email list if you want to. Um, you don't have to, there's nothing, nothing is gated. And, and you're, you're welcome to download the, the, um, the spreadsheet that I mentioned, the audit tool, there's actually mm -hmm. a link to the spreadsheet as well. So if you have Google, um, Google Sheets, you can just go in there and make a copy and you can start filling in your details. Well, that's great. Thank you so much for for your time and um, for those thoughts. It's been very inspiring. And last but not the least, please share a comment on, the, on a song and a quote that, uh, that you have chosen for our community. Yeah, so the, the quote uh, is from a friend of mine, Guillaume Viatra. And Guillaume has been on my podcast. And uh, he's somebody I've, I've known for a long time. We, we, we worked on specialization and building authority together as well. Um, but his quote is, I don't write because I have ideas. I have ideas because I write. Now, I don't know if he's the original originator of this quote, but I, I think he might be because I've, I've, I've done some searches and I can't find it from anybody else. But the concept of I'm, I'm not publishing 
because I'm getting ideas. I'm getting ideas because I'm publishing. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important because people don't don't want to put their ideas out there. Like oh, I, I like I don't have enough to say. You will have more to say once you start to write and think about these things. It doesn't have to be writing, but writing helps because it helps us to formulate our ideas. And mm-hmm. most most things come from writing anyway. Like like typically, um, if I'm doing a solo podcast episode, I'll be writing an outline. If if I do a video on YouTube, I'll be writing an outline for that. And so mm-hmm. it all comes mm-hmm. from the writing part, which kind of helps us to sort our ideas and, and it makes those connections. So I think the writing part is really important. But even if you like, even if you worry that you don't have ideas, you will have plenty of ideas that that part won't be hard once you once you start to do it. And so I think it's it's inspiring for me about the concept of publishing and, and saying don't, you know, don't hold back because mm-hmm. you're afraid that you won't have the ideas for it. Just start doing it. Yeah, just start doing that. That's that is inspiring. And what about the song? <laughs> yeah, for the song. Yeah, well, I, actually, I don't know if it's technically a song. Uh, it, I, I picked uh, Energy 52 from Café Del Mar. And mm-hmm. um, sorry, Café Del Mar from Energy 52. Ca- because mm-hmm. uh, that's one of my favorite songs from um, when I was younger. And it, uh, what I like about that kind of dance trance music is that it's just really positive and uplifting. And... Um, yeah, I, 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 it makes me happy when I listen to that kind of music. And also, it's the kind of music you can you can work to, you can put on in the background. There's no lyrics, you know. It's just um, it can play in the background, and it's uh, it yeah, it just gives me energy. So, so I like that. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the that, that's I, I sometimes put that type of music on while, while I'm working, uh, including when I'm writing. Yeah, that is that is a great song, by the way, and I love that it doesn't have lyrics because it really helps you, you know, while you need to focus on something. And for example, when you are writing, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Alistair. It's been great uh, discussion here, and uh, we really appreciate your thoughts and insights here. It's been it's been very useful. Well, Marilyn, uh, thank, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate you uh, you you bringing me on and, and letting me talk to you and your audience. It's our honor. Thank you. That's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. Make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind for registration. And one thing that would really help us and other new potential listeners is if you would rate this show and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. Until next time, take care.